This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for August and September of 2021. Late summer is a time of accounting for many farmers in Ontario and across the greater North American Corn Belt. Weather is always a defining issue at this time of year with much of it in the past tense for the crop growing in the field. This year has been the tale of two areas of the Corn Belt, west and east. In the northwest Corn Belt, drought has extended down from western Canada into the Dakotas, Minnesota, and northwest Iowa, hurting potential crop yields. On the other hand, the eastern Corn Belt is looking at record yield, which might extend into Ontario and Quebec. And as we head into September and as corn harvest starts in the southern Corn Belt, we really should get an idea of how big this 2021 crop really is. On August 12th, the USDA released their latest Wiseman report, and the USDA pegged domestic corn production at 174.6 bushels per acre, down from the down 4.9 bushels per acre from the July report. And this puts total corn production at 14.75 billion bushels, down 415 million bushels from July and below pre-report trade expectations. New crop 2021-22 marketing year corn ending stocks were reduced to 1.242 billion bushels, and old crop corn ending stocks were pegged at 1.117 billion bushels. USDA lowered Brazilian corn production to 87 million metric tons from 93 million metric tons last month and kept Argentinian corn the same at 48.5 million metric tons. Now on the soybean side of the ledger, the USDA peg soybean yielded 50 bushels per acre, setting new crop production at 4.339 billion bushels, which was within pre-report expectations. Old crop soybean ending stocks were set at 160 million bushels, with new crop ending stocks pegged at 155 million bushels. The USDA dropped all wheat production by 50 million bushels down to 1.32 billion bushels, and world stocks were dropped significantly down to 279.6 million metric tons, based on lower production in Russia, Canada, and the U.S. On August 15th, corn and soybean futures were higher than the last Market Trends report. September 2021 corn futures were at 568 a bushel. The November 2021 soybean futures were at 1365 a bushel. The September 2021 Chicago wheat futures closed at 762 a bushel. And the Minneapolis 2021 wheat futures closed at 953 a bushel, with the September 2022 contract closing at $8.05 a bushel. In the nearby oil futures, as of August 15th, closed at $68.44 a barrel, down from the nearby futures recorded in the last Market Trends report of $72.07 a barrel. And the average price for U.S. ethanol on August 15th in the U.S. was $2.31 a U.S. gallon, up from the two twenty-eight recorded in the last Market Trends report. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on August 15th was 0.79991 U.S., higher than the 0.7952 U.S. reported here in the last Market Trends report. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 0.25%. Now in Ontario, the Ontario wheat harvest was a good one, although it was severely challenged by quality issues, especially in southwestern Ontario. In eastern Ontario, it was not as, as much of a concern. Yields have been above average mostly, and producers have been able to benefit from stronger prices. More feed wheat is never good, but this year, higher prices and the relatively higher prices of the corn meant that there were and are good spots for it, in Ontario and Quebec feed markets, the early harvest resulted in quite a few double-crop soybeans planted, and as of mid-August, many of those acres look hopeful. It's not a secret that corn looks very good across Ontario. Adequate moisture across the province and good weather resulted in what may be an Ontario corn crop in the 170 bushel per acre range or higher. 
We're not too far away from Illinois and Ohio, which was projected at 214 and 193 bushels per acre, respectively. This could certainly transfer to Ontario and Quebec and may weigh on basis going forward. Producers are currently scouting fields for tar spot, a new disease for Ontario first identified last year, and some spraying for it is taking place in the deep southwest of Ontario. Basis levels have dropped slightly for soybeans, but been maintained for corn, except in eastern Ontario, where they have dropped since the last Market Trends report. It's likely with the big corn crop in the office offing, basis will come under pressure, depending on what we get to the finish line. Soybeans might be in the same situation, except for the fact that they are much more dependent on the Canadian dollar, which has been fluttering just below the 80 cent U.S. level for the last three weeks. And you can see all our Ontario corn prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Well, the bottom line is markets are still bullish, despite the big crops that are in the offing. Corn and soybean future spread tells us that. It's also a function of demand and a function of where prices have been over the last few months. Profitable opportunities are here, and the August 12th report reinforced where we are now. Weather is still a big issue over the next month, but harvest will be starting in the southern Corn Belt and have those standing marketing orders ready. As it is, price action may also be affected by monetary and fiscal policy around the world. We all know how the value of the American dollar is important to how grain moves. Interest rate changes can also reinforce how the American dollars move. This has been accentuated over the last 18 months by huge infusions of capital into world economies, partly to fight COVID and stimulate the economy. And with this, there is evidence of inflationary pressure starting to emerge, and this will have the effect of keeping prices higher, but it will also manifest itself in higher input prices affecting crop profitability. Should be should we be ready for a September surprise in the next USDA report? Well, of course, nobody really knows, but a surprise in yield estimates on the upside might have a big negative effect on price. Sure, there are bullish markets and the funds are long and in many grain markets. However, they will exit quickly if there is a turn. As of August 15th, non-commercials are adding to their long positions. However, violent price action is still a very real possibility depending on how the wind blows. China still holds the cards regarding future robust demand. Even though the USDA lowered Chinese corn demand by 1 million metric tons, Brazil's reduced crop should put U.S. interests in a good position. The Phase 1 and Phase 2 portions of the China-U.S. trade agreement still hasn't been met, which should help the possibility of corn import commitments going forward. Hopefully COVID-19 doesn't get in the way because the Delta variant is spreading throughout China. 18 months into this pandemic, it continues. Now for corn, the August 12th report pegged corn at 174.6 bushels per acre, quite a bit lower drop than the trade had expected. Now keep abreast of this number as a benchmark moving forward because a lower number moving into September might cause fireworks as we need that yield to satisfy corn demand this year. The September report will include actual field sampling versus survey and satellite data, which should give us a better idea of actual yield. Corn demand is expected to be strong this year, and that includes exports. However, the corn crop is not as good in the northwest part of the U.S. Corn Belt, and China usually likes to pull corn into the Pacific Northwest ports from there. Expect basis to be higher in the west versus the east, and this surely might affect movement of U.S. corn in the China direction. It surely might also affect basis levels in Ontario and Quebec. The December 2021 corn futures contract is currently 6.5 cents below the March contract, which is considered bearish for new crop corn. Seasonally, corn prices tend to peak in early July and bottom in early October. 
and the September corn futures contract is currently in the 62nd percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for soybeans, the August 12th USDA report was bullish for corn, but not so much for soybeans. The 50-bushel per acre soybean yield was expected. In fact, it's the tail of two soybean crops, west versus east. North Dakota yields are projected, are projected at 24 bushels per acre, South Dakota at 39 bushels per acre, Minnesota at 43 bushels per acre, tempering U.S. national yield. We need all of that going forward to satisfy demand. That will surely depend on August range, which so far have been better than expected. And the August 12th projections were made using survey and satellite data from August 1st. And like corn, the next USDA report should give us a better indication of yield. USDA lowered Chinese soybean imports 1 million metric tons to 101 million metric tons, which isn't good, but still represents a huge presence within the soybean complex. November soybean contract is currently 3.75 cents above the March contract, which is a bullish indication of new crop prices. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to peak in early July, but bottom in early October. The nearby soybean contract is currently in the 65th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for wheat, demand has been incredibly good for wheat compared to the more normal market action as worldwide events have come together to limit wheat production. Lower wheat production has taken place in Russia, Canada, and even like places like Brazil, where frost had an effect. 60% of world wheat stocks are held by China and India, who have large domestic markets and don't export. This makes available wheat stocks much tighter than one might at first realize. This has been to the benefit of Ontario wheat producers who have benefited from higher futures prices and a Canadian dollar fluttering just under 80 cents U.S. Wheat prices in the $8 range this year and for next year are part of the equation going forward. Soon producers will be planning how much wheat to plant in Ontario, something that is usually impacted greatly by September and October weather. The Canadian dollar continues to flutter below 80 cents U.S., down about 4 cents since June 1st, which has created better cash price opportunities for farmers in Ontario. Four cents is a big move for the relationship between the Ontario price of soybeans and wheat. It represents that classic marketing problem of farmers balancing futures prices versus the movement of the Canadian dollar. In the past, Ontario farmers have chosen flat prices to balance this concern, and 2021 might be one of those years. Having standing marketing pricing orders ready always helps with that. Soybean finished up over 28 cents in the week of August 15th, refusing to shrug off its bullish tendencies. And at the present time, China has tapped out Brazil for supplies to such an extent that U.S. FOB Gulf soybeans are now cheaper than in Paranagua, Brazil. Soybeans at China's Delian Exchange are approximately $18.65, making U.S. soybeans some of the cheapest in the world. Rain is still important to fill soybean pods, but as it is now, it's going to be difficult for the U.S. to have enough soybeans to satisfy demand for new crop. With the Ontario wheat harvest in the rearview mirror, it would be easy to forget about it until the next spring when it comes out of dormancy again. However, unlike other years, the fundamentals of wheat are quite changed. As stated earlier, the crop is down in Russia and Canada, but world-ending stocks were down 112.62 million metric tons. American wheat stocks are also down to 625 million bushels, putting their stocks use ratio of 30.5%, which might seem large, but it's down significantly from two years ago. Wheat exports from exporting countries are down. Futures prices are much higher than usual, and forgetting about pricing the Ontario crop until spring needs some scrutiny. The fundamentals of the wheat complex have changed so much. 
Late August and early September is a time when you can recognize a slight chill in the early evening, which does serve as a signal that fall is just around the corner. Soon, we'll see soybean ripening turn green fields into a plethora of different autumn colors. At the present time, it looks like a big Ontario crop ahead. Prices are profitable. Standing orders need to be put in place. Daily market intelligence will remain key. A year ago, our present-day risk management possibilities could hardly be imagined. That's how things changed. The important thing is to recalibrate and change with shifting market conditions. There will be many marketing opportunities ahead. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for August and September of 2021. I'm Philip Schoen.